This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true, that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to, I guess, the Gauss Revolution. I'm not used to saying this. This is, this is unusual. Today is Thursday, April 6th. This is episode 406. Hey, it's 46 on episode 6, 406 on, on, on 46. Wow, we're magic. Uh, Dan is away this week. Yeah. And uh, so when Dan is away, we come here to play. Dan is at the American Atheist Convention, that fucking bastard. Uh, but yeah, it's me and Taylor. Taylor's feeling a little under the weather. So um, just a bit. Yeah. And if, if, if you hear him coughing or sneezing, um, just deal with it. I mean, have some sympathy, you fuckers. I'll just be here like the uh, Argon Ben Stellan Skarsgård for this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we thought we would we'd still jump on yeah. without Dan, which is unusual. We usually don't, but I figured out how to get this, this thing working correctly this time, finally. And uh, yeah, we just want to kind of do a little roundup of what's been going on this lately with uh, political news because there really hasn't been a whole lot going on so we're kind of scrounging to find something to talk about um but i think i think there's there's enough big stuff in the news to talk about but uh besides you being sick as shit this week uh how else have you been i've been really good man um work is going fantastically um i got some major kudos for some projects i've been working on lately um, I've been told somewhat informally that I'm being looked at for a senior level position, um, which in my field is like a pretty big deal because typically once you like increment up, like you you tend to be looked at for those jobs again in the future kind of deal. So it's it's yeah, it's a big deal. Um, senior field. I'm being looked at for yeah yeah. I'm being looked at for like a temporary leadership position for like a like a big project that's going on this summer um which will be my ability to demonstrate or my opportunity to demonstrate like management ability we'll see how that goes um personal life's been going great i've been seeing this awesome girl um things have been going really well in that neighborhood so yeah life has just been great all around besides having uh, a cold that Everyone at work probably yeah. has as well too now. Uh, yeah, but I mean, whatever. It's a cold. It's not COVID, so I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you? Uh I've been I've been cracking down this puzzle idea I've had, and I've been very happy with my ability to design stuff in CAD to make things work in ways where I want them to work. So I I, I designed a button with a dial, and it looks like an old like 1920s Art Deco like elevator controller but when you turn it and push the button it plays audio so the puzzle will have a scrambled audio message that you have to decipher and figure out what order it actually supposed to go into in order to solve the puzzle box so i'm really enjoying building this one and we're finally getting guys at work even though 
I just got off a four day shift because uh, there's a shit ton of over. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I mean, it's money. Uh, it sucks being at work that much. I wasn't even supposed to go in on Sunday, but uh, we've been having a shitload of snow here, as everyone uh, in this area probably knows. And we had a big storm coming in Monday. They, an overtime came out Sunday morning for Sunday. And I said, Sarah, I think I'm going to go to work early. Um, so that way I don't have to deal with a foot of snow in the morning. I avoided all that. And uh, it's supposed to be yeah. 71 here on Monday. Uh, rivers are already overflowing. And the mountains haven't even started to melt yet. It's going to be a fun spring oh, around mean, here. I mean, that's kind of good, though, because less fire, right? No, actually, this might increase our fire load this summer. What? How? Well, plants will grow taller because they have the moisture. Uh, past years, we've been so dry that lightning wasn't able to generate. And now that we got all the moisture in the ground that the plants will grow, and the moisture will also cause the storms to generate more thunder or lightning because it's picking up more energy from the moisture in the ground. You know, we're at a piece can't remember if it was the Atlantic or foreign policy or one of the other various like think tank places I follow, not think tank, but like deeper thought magazines. And, um, the essay was about what if the government just stopped subsidizing people living in stupid areas, you know, like what if the government just stopped providing flood insurance to people who live in like the Mississippi, you know, yeah. hurricane region. Or subsidize over. water for people growing watermelons in the fucking desert right or subsidized um firefighting services for people living in places parts of california or utah that are prone to really bad fires right on the edge of wildfire areas you know and said tough shit uh if your shit burns down like move somewhere else we're not going to pay you to rebuild there you know and there's various ways of like looking at that like hey we'll we'll pay you for the value of a house but it will not be allowed to be built in the same zip code as where you just had your house burned down tough shit goodbye because it's going to happen again or yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, but one thing in those areas you can make a home in those areas defensible the problem is is people like to have all that vegetation the shrubs, the trees, they want that, you know, but in order to make your house defensible, you kind of got to get rid of those. You need to clear an area out around right, your right. house enough to make it. So if trees catch fire, the radiant heat from those trees won't catch another tree on fire or catch your house on fire, but that doesn't look pretty. Right. It doesn't look pretty to cut all the vegetation down around your property. And yeah, so it's, it's more of a, what do you call that? When, uh, you want something just because it looks pretty, even though it's not practical. Uh, aesthetic. Uh, uh, yeah, the aesthetics. Yeah, it's, or It's an aesthetic preference. Yeah. But yeah, so it's it, you can easily make those areas defensible, but it's not going to, it's not what people want. They want the nice large yeah, hedgerows dividing their properties and all that kind of stuff. But uh, no, so we haven't had very many storms here recently that have caused, uh, with lightning caused uh, wildfires. And we're talking to the people with environmental and the weather people and like, oh, yeah, that's because there hasn't been enough moisture in the ground to generate the storms that cause the lightning. So we're like, so you're saying if we got a lot more moisture in the ground this year, we're going to have a lot more storms come through that will generate lightning. They're like, yeah. So we should expect to have more lightning this year 
than we did in the previous years hitting these areas because we have the moisture. It's like, oh, so it's a double whammy. We got the water. That's going to cause all the cheat grass and the sage and everything to grow nice and tall. Then it's going to dry out and we're going to get the storms coming through, lifting up all the rest of the moisture out of the ground, which causes the fires. Yeah, it's almost like there's a life cycle in nature that, um, you know, plants that germinate based on fire activated seeds depend on fire. Humans are not part of that equation. Well, it's also where we've screwed up uh, in not uh, not allowing the burning of undergrowth to get rid of large fuel loads on the ground. So those large fuel loads cause what we make, what we call ladder fuels, which allow the fire to reach the upper canopies of trees. If you get rid of all that ladder fuel, everything on the ground's cleared away and vegetation is healthy. Uh, It's less likely to burn. We just need to go mow the grounds in the forest. No, we actually, we didn't, we don't need to sweep them. We need to burn them. You need to burn off the undergrowth in a controlled manner. Uh, Hi, this is Regina Tippetts. I'm a licensed professional counselor. You can find me at Secular Therapy Project or rctcounseling.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Oh my God, we're all dead. All right, everybody, calm down. Calm down. There is no missile. This, This is TV writers desperate to get an award. Okay, there is, in fact, a real missile. And that's code for? No, 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 no code. That is some kind of cover-up for the fact that there is a real missile coming for this real ship. Yeah. Fuck, I gotta go. Goodbye, fake Jesus. Don't come back in three days. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Speaking of people who think it's, it's wise to rake the forest for wildfires... Uh, as most of you know, by now, we've got our very first president that's been indicted for a crime. And I don't think any of us were fucking surprised. It's about time they got Biden for his son's laptop. Yes. Yes. Those, Wait, di- what? those, yeah, the dick pics. Yeah. The dick pics on his laptop that were yeah. so, so crucial. And you know how no one knew about that's what I, I hate. I hate that rhetoric. If they, they suppressed it and no one knew about it. It's like. We all knew it was suppressed on Twitter. We just don't care for eight hours. We all knew about it. We just, yeah, didn't fucking care. Okay. Hunter Biden's got a laptop out there with dick pics on it. So fucking what? It doesn't fucking matter. And uh, then the whole Biden, the Biden family taking money from China. It's like, no, Biden's family didn't take money from China. Uh, Bo Biden's wife got a payment from somebody who years later got money from a firm in China. That's completely different than the Biden family taking a payment from China. We know how honest they are. Yeah. 30, uh, what was it? 34 counts. I remember. Uh, Yes. 34 counts. Two of them were conspiracy. Uh, And for everyone screaming, I, I imagine our listeners are smarter. It's not about the fact that he paid off a porn star. It's, it's about the fact that they used campaign funds, funds to do it. And then hit it in an LLC. He was right. intentionally hiding where the money was going and coming from nope. 32 times. And then two counts of conspiracy. Uh, and I guess the doorman didn't know he was part of the case either until his name came out. But they didn't put his name. They said the doorman that they paid. Yeah. 
what was it? He only got like thirty thousand dollars. Thirty k. Yeah. Uh, to not disclose the fact that Trump may or may not have had an illegitimate child with some mistress at the hotel. I don't know if it was another maid or who it was. There's nothing that's verified that story from that doorman, but that's another thing he was right. trying to suppress. He was doing his hunt and kill operation where basically he was paying magazines to squash stories before they could be published. Now, right. Is that illegal? No. Is it illegal to do it while using campaign funds? Yes. <laughs> So it's it's not illegal to sleep with a prostitute. It's not illegal to pay a prostitute to be quiet about you sleeping with her. Um, It's just illegal to start up a fake LLC to pay a prostitute. Not to talk about you sleeping with her when you're running for presidential campaign. And that counts as a campaign contribution. Yes. Now, I think in my personal opinion, this is the weakest case. Uh, as far as the cases that he's looking at, that everything coming forward, um, it's probably the one that it's, it's up in the air whether he's going to win or lose. Um, yeah, because it's it's kind of like, well, yeah, but how do you because they really have to prove that he tying the campaign funds to the payments like and then, you know, proving it wasn't his own personal funds, but we're so focused on that right now when there's so much going on with like the classified documents, the fact that we now have basically people coming forward and saying, Oh yeah. After the subpoena, he told us to grab those boxes and move them. You have Trump on fucking Fox news saying, no, I, that's my right. I have the ability. It's all, it's all legal. It's all law. I, I gave them the things I wanted to basically give them and I'm allowed to keep it and negotiate this. He is digging his own fucking grave by going on the news and saying this shit. And I think it was Sean Hannity he did the interview with. And Sean Hannity is even trying to like, like, no, you don't mean that, do you? Like, let's like Sean Hannity knows you're describing doing illegal shit right now. I'm not going to say that to you, but let's try to (laughs) let's try to get you not to say that. Uh, Which is why I think him opening his mouth is going to dig his own grave. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that this is a individual who has never faced any real consequences. And so he doesn't know what not to do. Like he doesn't know how to not get himself in trouble because he's never been in trouble. Well, like he said, he could walk out on fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and nobody would care. He honestly believes that he that's, that's the amount of privilege he's had. Where he's like, I can do the worst crime and I'm not going to get in trouble. Like, I'm just going to pay right, my way right. out of this. And which is what he's done in the past. Uh, stall, make yeah. sure uh, whoever is civilly suing him or whatever group is coming after him, that he's got more money and he can outlast them. Um, the problem with the federal government, uh, he's not going to outlast them. He's not going to be able to outspend them. Well, unless a Republican wins election in 2024. And squash. Well, they can squash the federal cases, but they can't squash the New York case. No, uh, nor they can they quash the uh, Georgia case. That's what I was wondering. I, I, I was trying to remember if the Georgia case was just 
uh, state or if that was being taken as a federal case. Because I thought, uh, no, Jack. That um, is a state case. So those two in that one there, I think, is way stronger of a case than the Manhattan one. Because where you have them on on the call physically saying, give me the whatever the 2000, whatever votes I need, just find them. Like, yeah, that's that's interference. That's yeah, that's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can say that that was a perfect call. Yeah, 11,780 votes. It's it's not a perfect call. I, and it's bullshit. And if you, you keep saying my lawyers, I had so many lawyers on the call with me and they all said it was a perfect call. I'm like, was the lawyer Rudy Giuliani that was on the call with you? Cause I don't trust his, his right, judgment. Right. <laughs> yeah. Your lawyers were on the call. And then the other, uh, the other lawyer he had, I can't remember what her name was. The one that kept going on with the, uh, stop the steal cases that was always sitting there with Rudy. Oh, um, I can see her yeah, face. The one with I brain. Yeah, she they're all they're all horrible people. It's also funny to look at yes. his lawyer he has right now, uh, four years ago on CNN saying, Oh yeah, Trump is guilty of this hush money payment. And now he's defending him in it. <laughs> so okay. who do we believe? The people with the least financial incentive to lie, frankly. Well, and that's where uh, people keep going with Michael Cohen saying, well, Michael Cohen's a, a liar. He's already been convicted. It's like, yeah, but he's been convicted of lying for Trump about hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. So uh, that doesn't stand up. And plus right. everyone else involved. And he's already served his sentence. So it's not like he's getting less time yeah. for having done that. I mean, he probably there's probably something in there where it's like, hey, if you discover I did more shit illegal, which she probably did, um, and I tell you about it or whatever, uh, can I just have some leniency on that? Like, you're not going to charge me for other shit. Like, I'll tell you everything now. Like, I already, I don't want to go back to jail. Mm. There was another thing I had seen on the news yesterday. I can't find it right now, but remember when we had talked about the, uh, the diocese over there in, what was it, Boston, with all the rape cases they had against the kids? wouldn't surprise me uh, i'll take your word for it well now the police came out and said they've conducted their own investigation and it was something like over the last three decades it was something like over 400 priests with over 600 victims that they know of so many fucking priests yeah. like, that's not a small problem that's no. fucking endemic yeah and like the number so like one priest could have you know had some illegal acts with one child being that they, well, there's 600 that they right. know of. Uh, I'm going to see if I can pull that up right now. Uh, in, in some ways hearings, what did you say? 400 priests, 600 kids, or was it 600 priests, 400, kids? 400, it was over 400 priests in over 400 kids. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure which ratio is worse. Um, well, one priest in one child is a bad ratio right yes yes so god that uh, whole situation is just uh but i remember when it first came out uh the reason why i remember bringing the article up was because they wouldn't name any of the uh priests it was like nope nope it's not it's not pertinent that we uh disclose who who did what what happened 
uh, it's we're just gonna not do that. It's not in the public interest. I'm like, well, yes, it is in the fucking public interest because, uh, oh wait, here it is. Wait, I wait. What do I think it was for? This one here says, uh, Maryland AG reports into Archdiocese of Baltimore alleges 156 Catholic clergy members and others abused more than 600 children. Uh, so this one reads that a report, okay. yeah, a report from the Maryland Attorney General uh, Anthony Brown Brown released Wednesday alleges that 156 Catholic clergy members and others abused at least 600 children over the course of more than six decades. So that's quite a long time. Uh, it's from 1940 to 2002. Uh, over 100 priests and other archdiocese personnel engaged in horrific and reported uh, repeated abuse of the most vulnerable children in their communities, while archdiocese leaders. Look the other way, the report read. Time and again, members of the church's hierarchy uh, resolutely refused to acknowledge allegations of child sexual abuse for as long as possible. The report lists descriptions of graphic sexual and physical abuse allegations and includes stories of how some alleged abusers provided victims with alcohol and drugs and describes in vivid details how they coerced and forced victims to perform sexual acts. Yeah. And that's super fucked up. And uh, well, apparently, according to this, uh, after the initial report in 2018, more than 300 people contacted the office after it opened an email address and telephone hotline for people to report information about clergy abuse. And investigators interviewed hundreds of victims and witnesses. So, yeah, that's 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 super fucked up. And the I mean, I, it's fucked up that it happens. It's even more fucked up that they knew what was happening. They let it continue to happen. And at the same time saying, no, there's no issue here. Trust your clergy. Well, and that's something I, I got. Uh-oh, Taylor, that looks like a vomit cough. No, no puking. Oh, this, this, this episode's nope, raw. No, nope, I'm good. Sorry. We're, we're going to be raw. No um, edits. Something keeps, keeps getting to me is, um, you know, people keep acting like, these bad apples are spoiling, you know, some virtuous career field. And it's like, there's not a single thing that a priest can do that a licensed psychologist or a social worker or a not-for-profit volunteer can't do better, right? Like well, all of the functions which clergy perform in society are functions which can be done better by people who are licensed and regulated and actually like have legal obligations and duty to report yeah. and that kind of thing. That's why you I don't was. see, you don't see, you know, Oh, 400 psychologists from 1940 to, you know, whatever were, you know, abused kids and they never, you know, they got shuffled around and that kind of shit uh, because there are obligations to report within that career field. Yeah. And I would actually argue that the worst person to go to is clergy for anything like that because they're not trained in it. That's not that's not what they're like. The way they're taught to right. deal with those situations are not the right way to deal with them. You, well, and it really frustrates me too in in uh, the military. Like, if you do any kind of work that's at any level of classification, like the, basically the only two people you can talk to are a chaplain or a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. And a chaplain is not equipped to help you with no. problems that you encounter when being in the service at all. And that's, that's, I, I hated, so. I hated that. Like, 
like anytime anything uh bad happened we'll put it that way uh clergy would come they would bring the they would bring the chaplain and i would be like i don't want to fucking talk to this guy like you are not yeah you're useless to me fetch me a psychologist yeah you are not the solution to this critical incident debriefing going on right now you're gonna if you're if your solution is oh well they're with god now or anything like that i'll just want to punch you in the motherfucking face so yeah i didn't like that right and that was usually the first place to go to so like even with like suicide prevention they didn't give you a number to a, a therapist to go talk to or a psychiatric type person to go talk to. No, your first course of action, if you are having those feelings, was to go talk to the clergy. I'm like, I don't want to talk to clergy. That shouldn't be the first place to go to. Someone of faith, yeah, that should be an option. But that shouldn't be the default for fucking everyone. So, yeah, I really didn't like that when I was in the military. Right. I A couple months back, I was having a, a fairly critical um anxiety point for myself and i was thinking about going to talk to someone and the fact that the only solution for me was to talk to a chaplain was literally useless yeah. at that point in my life so yeah it's very very disappointing i mean um i think it's been useless at all points in my life <laughs> okay fair fair granted but so what uh what else do we have well um trump I, has been indicted trump's been uh, indicted catholics are shit catholics are shit oh there's something i kind of want to talk about and i'll i'll do so um in a kind of oblique way because i don't really i don't want to get into a huge amount of detail but i just want to engage in some disinformation uh debunking um so kansas the state that i used to live in recently passed a law um, that is anti-trans and it is being billed as an anti-trans athletics bill, um, a bill that would ban um, individuals assigned male at birth from participating in women's sports, even after they've had like a hormone-based transition, after, which is the typical criticism levied by, yes, after, levied after, by TERFs. After they meet the NCAA's requirements to compete in <laughs> athletics as a transgendered in, individual and the, uh, uh, the, the Olympic Committee's standards to be able to compete. Right, precisely, <laughs> precisely. Sorry, frog in my throat. Um, but uh, the thing is, is that like, while a lot of conservative media is covering it as such a bill, it also um, levies a whole bunch of fucking restrictions on trans individuals um, to include like restrictions on their treatment, the use of bathrooms, uh, that kind of thing. And even worse, it permits genital inspection prior to those sporting events. Oh, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, hella fucked up. <sighs> um, and strikes me as exactly the kind of shit that, you know, Republicans complain about. Um, you know, when they talk about grooming and shit like that, uh, this will provide the opportunity for pervs to be pervs. Yeah. Like, the, um, like the uh, seer, what's his name? Yeah. The, the coach for the, uh, um, uh, the, the gymnast that got in trouble for Olympic gymnast. Yeah. yeah for inspecting their genitals. So I, I don't know, man. Uh, there are not good arguments, uh, against trans people competing in sports. 
uh, it seems to be one of the more popular arguments. And it's just important for you to know that if that is your one single sticking point, person who I'm hoping eventually comes over to our side, um, the people who are ostensibly trying to tell you that trans issues are not important are deliberately obfuscating what their actual intent is by trying to narrow you know, their coverage of it to a single issue that you might give a shit about while restricting people's freedom in a way that you're probably not okay with. So make sure not to seek out media that merely reinforces your pre-existing biases it, would be my message to anybody who's on the fence on this issue because I'm trying to help you see what I needed to see oh, when yeah. I was younger. And and let's also point out the fact that when they when they talk about trans athletes, they talk about trans women athletes the the subject of trans men <laughs> sorry hardly ever come actually i would say it never comes up and the fact that there is a trans male wrestler who was a very successful but nobody cared about that nobody cared about the trans man that was wrestling and winning competitions in college and very successful but when we have trans women competing, it's, oh, wait, we can't have that because they have an undue advantage because they're born male. It's like, no, they actually don't. They're, they're, if, if they did, why aren't they always winning? If they have this, some sort of advantage over all the other women, why aren't they winning all the competitions? Like breaking all the records, just to, you know, crushing everything. They're not. So. That's a complete and utter fucking bullshit lie that they have some some advantage over everyone else. And it's just statistically proven by female trans athletes not being the best in their field at fucking everything they do. Right. Right. Well, and to say nothing of like take for granted for just one moment that their argument stands. Um, we don't limit uh assigned female at birth female competitors from competing if they have like heightened levels of testosterone or what have you actually naturally so that did happen in the yeah. olympics a few years ago uh oh, did it uh, a female runner was uh not allowed to compete because they thought she was doping and it turned out her body just produces more testosterone than normal women and she wasn't on drugs. That's a little different, though. But but they also excluded her from competing because her testosterone levels were at a level that was too high for women to compete. Right. But permanently, though, or just until they verified? Well, no, permanently. She was not she was not allowed to compete like they didn't verify that that was her normal level until everything was done. Like competition was over. Everything's done. Didn't get to compete. She was kicked out because they said her testosterone levels were too high and thought she was doing something illegal. It just turned out she just had higher testosterone levels. Like me, currently, my estrogen levels are almost the same as a female's estrogen levels. Oh, wow. So, well, my I think it was like, I was sitting at like 40 to 60, whatever, for male estrogen or for estrogen, and I'm supposed to be below like, 20 i uh have no idea what that means um uh, it just means moving that, on is there oh, oh well, ahead, I, I just wanted to cover one weird thing if, if we're if we're looking at moving on or, yeah. or, or wrapping this up here just doing a quick one um yeah yeah go for it 
I always thought Jurassic Park would bring back dinosaurs, right? Like you take something extinct and you make it alive again. Uh, not in my wildest dreams that I think that taking something that was extinct and bringing it back again would come in the form of a fucking meatball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They created a meatball created from like woolly mammoth DNA. I got the article here because it's just so fucking bizarre that this is what you... Okay. So a mammoth meatball has been created by a cultivated meat company uh, resurrecting the flesh of a long extinct animal. The project aims to demonstrate the potential for meat grown from cells without the slaughter of animals and to highlight the link between large-scale livestock productions and the destruction of wildlife and climate crisis. But why? Okay, I get it. You want to do this. Just show that you can do it. Like, just do it with a cow. Like, I got to imagine trying to recreate woolly mammoth meat takes way more time and money and effort. And I wonder if it was just to do, like... Look, we resurrected a mammoth and created a meatball. They may have been double dipping. Yeah. Like they may have found it easier to get funding to make a meatball out of like, you know, stem cell kind of thing by doing it out of an extinct creature. Yeah. And then they could say it was for some other research thing or for the novelty that would drive up more purchase or something. I, that's right. I'm I'm betting it, it's it's more of a novelty thing, but I thought it was just kind of funny that we've uh we've achieved Jurassic Park levels by resurrecting a woolly mammoth into a meatball. As <laughs> some fun. I'll tell you uh, this much. Science. I will eat that right now. You put it in front of me and I will eat a mammoth. I'm betting it's kind of dry. Why would it be? Well, because normally like really gamey animals, the meat's a little drier. And I'm per- maybe I don't know. I mean, I've had like deer and horse and and donkey out here, and it's been nice and moist. Yeah, but usually they'll cut it with uh uh cow fat, or they'll cut fat into it to give it that extra uh, okay. uh moisture, so that way it's not it's more palatable if you put more fat into it. Where uh, most wild game right, right. does not. Contain. Well, why not do that with a the mammoth? Then? Well, then I guess it would be a hybrid. It would be a mammoth cow. <laughs> well, what? Uh. Sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, do, do we need to let you go back to sleep? I think we may be getting there. <laughs> you, your eyes look like you're struggling. Sorry. Well, if we're at that point, we can... Uh, oh, where, where's our script? Where's, the, where's that script part? Fuck, I think Dan does it by heart now. But yeah, we're, we're going to read oh, our, no. our Patreon things. But also, if you'd like to send us stuff, also, our new website is up. So for those of you that were trying to go to our website, um, it is currently up in a small fashion. We are looking to add more content to it here in the new future. Um, uh, we will be basically we're, we're doing it ourselves. So that way we have more control, more ability to add, take away, make stuff more fun in there. So right now it's just a basic cookie cutter uh, just to get some information out there. Uh, we're looking at putting uh, blog-style content, get some resource pages on there for people that are looking for resources, whether it's for researching stuff on their own to have a good spot to go to or, you know, just looking for cool information to uh, God-slap their friends with. But you can also send right. us hate mail, show ideas and questions and corrections, whines and rants at gobblesrevolution at gmail.com. Or you can send us a text or leave us a voicemail message at 33081-REBEL. And now that we got that out of the way. Um, Rebel. Oh, 
I know I I don't I I don't know how to get this in the right order not to get the one name. I know I'm going to fuck up on this. So if I get to it, if it hits me, I'll do my best, but I can't guarantee I'm not going to fuck someone's names up. Uh, but let's start out by thinking uh, okay. two skeptical chaps. Corvo's temporary food servant. Crucify the like button. Leave a review on iTunes and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. Ed Harris. John McCullough. Holly Olson. Savita Kuna. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. Kevin Scheel. All hail, Peanuts Butra. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Error 404, God not found. It's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. Don't do that right now, Taylor. Uh, Jeremy mm-hmm. Goodson. Jonathan. McKenz Peterson. Marvin Draken. Martina Fern. Quiet avocado, or I'll sick the updog on you. That guy. Doug Willoughby. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Zeus 9SO. Amber Krellen. Okay. Hersinian? Did I say it right? Yeah, there you go. That's, That's what it. I was worried about. Yep. I got it. Uh, Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Theodore Sullen. Tim Jacobson. And James. I know we got a little bit of a shorter episode here for you guys today, but we wanted to get something out to you. You want to get some sort of content, and we want to have a little bit of fun. So we hope you don't mind it being a slightly shorter episode. I'm deeply sorry for all my disgusting noises for those of you with misphonia. I understand. Yeah, since I'll probably be the one editing the audio on this one, we're just going to let it go live. Well, I'll put the other stuff yeah. there too. But, Maybe gross. You know. Oh, yeah. I, dude, I'm, I already... Okay, we'll do it live. I'm going to grab some audio clips of you like sneezing and stuff. And that's just going to be the intro done to like a techno beat. Nice. <laughs> I dig it. Well, all right. You should go get some sleep. Okay. That's the plan. All right. Ciao.